I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale, and this podcast is all about simplifying and demystifying the world of dressage. We talk about how to improve your horse and your riding, as well as talking about common problems riders face and dressage words and training philosophies that can sometimes leave you confused. It's all geared around helping you to understand how you want to train your horse and hopefully you will pick up some exercises, some tips and some tricks to try with your horse at home too. This week though, we are looking at throughness. It's a dressage word that's talked about quite a lot, but it can be hard to get your head around. Hopefully this is gonna make it easier. We're gonna talk about what it is, what you need to achieve it, and how to achieve it with your horse. If you enjoy this episode, then please do share it. The best way to do this is on social media, and you can tag us in it too, to let us know where you're listening, what you think of the episode, and what you're putting into practice at home. As always, if you have any questions about the podcast, then please do just ask. You can message us on social media or you can email us from our website. You can find us at Decomplicating Dressage on both Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget, we do also have our training hub, which has loads of on the horse and off the horse exercises and ways to improve your knowledge and confidence when training your horse. To join us, all you have to do is head to the website decomplicatingdressage.com and click the join us now button. So this week we are looking at another dressage term that I think is very easily confused and quite a lot of the time miscommunicated and that is throughness. Now, It seems really fashionable at the moment and lots of judges and lots of trainers talk about it, but I found that not many people actually know what it means. Now, we might know that it has kind of something vaguely to do with roundness, but it also has something kind of to do with the hind leg and it also seems to kind of be one of those kind of magical dressage words that we're all 
trying to achieve without really knowing what it is and with no real idea of kind of how to get it. Weirdly though, it doesn't actually come under any of the collectives in any dressage test. And yet we seem to talk about it loads. So what does it actually mean? So throughness basically describes a horse that creates energy in the hind legs and then pushes that energy through the body of the horse without resistance or tension and through to the bit. So I like to think of it a little like a hose pipe. So at the hind end is where the tap is with water running into the hose pipe. And this is where the water or the energy starts. Then you have the body, which is the hose pipe. And this is the place where the water or the energy travels through. And then you have the front end of the horse, which is the end where the water or energy flows out of. Now, if there are any kinks in the body of the hose pipe, then the water isn't going to flow smoothly or if anything, that water is going to stop being able to flow through the body. And instead, there is going to be pressure building up. If that pressure gets too much, then something is going to happen. Either it's going to kind of force its way through or it's going to break away from the tap. But also, if there are any holes in the hose pipe, all the water is going to flow out of those holes and there's going to be far less water or less energy going all the way through to the front end. And it works the same with horses. If the tap isn't on, so if the horse isn't pushing forward with his hind legs, then no energy is going to be created to push through the body. And if there is tension or resistance or a lack of suppleness in the body, then the energy isn't going to be able to flow all the way through into the bits and the contact. Now, as you've probably noticed, this whole description I've said, I've said through a lot. So the hind legs create the energy to push through the body. The body pushes the energy through to the front end. The energy needs to push through to the bit. And this is why we call it a throughness, because everything in the horse's energy needs to be pushing forward and through to the front end. And any restriction in that is going to stop the energy not pushing through. So what does a through horse feel like? So a through horse feels like you have a horse that is connected on all sides. So you have control over the back end and the front end, the horse's shoulders, their hindquarters, their heads, their neck, and you are able to lengthen and shorten their back and move them left and right. In other words, you have a horse that has rhythm, suppleness, contact, impulsion, straightness, and then depending on the level you're at, collection. So essentially, a through horse is a horse that is meeting all those scales of training that we speak about. So it's basically the ultimate horse for that level. And it's something that as riders, we are always striving for, like we are always going back to our scales of training and thinking about our rhythm, our suppleness, our contact and so on. 
when we have all of that, we have a horse that is through because that horse is going to be pushing from the hind end, going into the contact in a nice rhythm. It's going to be supple over its back. It's going to be supple laterally. It's going to be able to be straight and it's going to be able to carry that weight on its hind legs. So how do we achieve all this? So from everything that we said then, we know that we need a certain things to be able to achieve throughness. Now, every horse is different and they will all find some things easy and other things hard. But our job as their rider is to get them all equally good to a stage where you can essentially tick off all those scales for the level you're at so that you can achieve throughness that is adequate for that level. Now, this sounds really easy, but it is so difficult and it takes years to get a horse to the stage where it is through enough for a Grand Prix. So a couple of things then that we need to achieve throughness. The first one I'm going to talk about is impulsion. So the horse needs to be in front of the leg and it needs to have a desire to go forward in all the paces. And for this, it's about balance. You, let's think back to the hose pipe analogy. If you only have a trickle of water running out your tap and then into the hose pipe, the water coming out the other end is going to be small with not a lot of pressure. And this is why if you don't have enough impulsion, you're not going to have a great contact. Similarly, though, if you have a horse that naturally creates a lot of energy in their hind legs, and their tap is essentially on really hard and forcing loads of water down their hose pipe, you might end up with a really unbalanced horse that runs onto the forehand. And for this, almost think in your head when you turn the tap on too quickly and the hose pipe starts like flailing around everywhere. But it all comes down to balance. So kind of like with everything in dressage, to be honest. It's a balance of how much energy to create in the hind leg to allow that energy to flow through to the bit and create a horse that is through. Whilst not turning up the power so much to the point where the horse loses the balance and loses the rhythm. So then we can go on to contact. So we are looking for a soft hand that allows the horse to take the bit in a submissive contact. So again, it's all about balance. Too light or too strong and the horse is going to end up unbalanced, running or tense and tight. And we know that we need our horse to be balanced and relaxed and free of any resistance to get that throughness. So we need a horse to always seek the contact and feel like they're taking the bit forward and slightly down. But it should never feel uncomfortable for either the horse or the rider. And that's why we always talk about a soft contact, because it's meant to be comfortable. It's meant to feel spongy and elastic and kind of squishy. And you're never going to be able to achieve throughness if your horse isn't holding himself up in self-carriage and able to balance himself, but at the same time, you're also never going to achieve throughness if your horse is on the forehand and leaning on the rider's hand.
So now we can look at suppleness and straightness. And I've kind of put these two together because these are essentially the holes and the kinks in our pipe that stop the energy flowing through the body. And the rider can create these two by being unbalanced or not being straight in their own position or relying on the reins. And you can feel these holes and these kinks when your horse, let's say your horse is falling out through the shoulder on a circle and it literally feels like all the energy is falling out the side, like how water kind of leaks out a hole in the pipe. And you feel like you lose that connection and you lose that control over your horse. As a rule then, when you train your horse, a horse will naturally bend and naturally supple the easiest muscles first and the stiff muscles and joints last. So again, when it comes to suppleness and straightness, our job as a rider is to be able to make all their muscles supple and to be able to control what muscles we want to give or yield with a certain aid. And when we have this, we are then able to control our horse's straightness. So if you are struggling with straightness, do also think about your suppleness too, because that will be playing a really big part in it. So for throughness, we need a horse that is supple, yes, but we also need a horse that is straight. And the final thing I want us to look at is your position, because this plays a huge role as throughout our training, we teach our horse to respond to our aids, our seat, reins and leg aids. So when we are balanced and moving with the horse, we move in sync with them. But when we are not balanced, things can feel a bit awkward or a bit jarring. And it's at this point that we sometimes use our aids when we don't mean to. So for example, if we lose balance, a lot of people will naturally grab hold of the reins for support. Or if you tip forward, your lower leg naturally swings back. Or when you grip with your knees and your thighs to balance yourself, that is going to be sending signals to your horse that you maybe don't mean to. And all of these are going to restrict and block your horse and stop their energy flowing through to the contact as well as potentially throwing them off balance too. So it's really important that you think firstly about how your position is affecting the throughness and then you can look at your scales of training to work out what is the kind of limiting factor. But we can go into this with the next bit because we're going to talk about how you can achieve throughness because it's a process. Ideally, we start by getting a horse to take us forward. We start by getting a horse to stretch along their whole back and we call this their top line. And then we want them to follow the bit. So basically, when we say follow the bit, he needs to constantly be wanting to push forward into the contact. So if you lengthen the reins out slightly, do they then still follow the bit down and give you a contact on that slightly longer rein? And if you shorten them and compress them a little bit, do they again keep pushing into that bit and give you the same contact? Now, only once you have this, would I say that you can then look at your lateral suppleness and your bending and your circles and your lateral work. And we would introduce this when, 
technically when a horse is five but again every horse is different and you might have one that finds actually staying into the contact quite difficult and that might take you a longer period of time because I think the contact is the bit where people most easily go wrong because we talk a lot about getting a horse in front of the leg but when it comes to the contact aside from different variations of getting a horse round it just isn't spoken about as much and I don't really know why but I think a contact can be very much a personal preference like as long as it is comfortable for you and your horse and your horse is taking the contact and it is comfortable for both of you, there is no right way of having a contact as long as there is a connection there. So it's a bit of a difficult one because if you have a horse that takes you forward and reacts forward when you put your leg on, then you need to teach your horse how to react to a pressure in the contact. Like when we put our leg on to ask our horse to go forward, that is a pressure. And then when they go forward, we take the pressure off. And it's the same thing with the contact. So we put the pressure on by playing or moving the bit in their mouths. And we want the horse to soften in their mouth, in their neck, in their body. What that doesn't mean is that they should drop off the bit, come behind the vertical and make you feel like you have nothing in your hand. And what they also shouldn't do is drop their neck and push into the bit to the point where you feel like your arms hurt. You should still always feel the horse is still with that energy flowing from the hind leg all the way through to the bit with the horse wanting to take the bit slightly down and forward. And the same thing then applies when you ask for bend or when you ask for flexion. The horse needs to soften and bend while still pushing into that contact. So if you find your horse gets too strong, I would suggest trying this in halt first because the hind leg then isn't creating any energy. So you're less likely to have a situation where your horse becomes more heavy. But if you find your horse likes to drop behind the contact and come off the bit or behind the vertical, try it in trot or walk when you can use the energy in the hind legs to push through to that bit and get that connection and that throughness, keeping the horse pushing into that contact. Now, once you feel like you have a horse that is in front of your leg and taking you forward, that they are constantly seeking that bit down and out, then it's kind of a process of improving and maintaining your suppleness, and then also all your other scales. So as we go up, we ask the horse to take more weight behind, but we want them to continue pushing with those hind legs to create the energy to push through into the contact, as well as perform the required moves. So when we're at prelim level, we don't expect the horses to be able to go consistently through yet. They might lose balance, they might be weaker behind, they might struggle to maintain a consistent contact, they might lose suppleness at times, they might lose attention or get distracted or become mentally tense, which is also going to affect your throughness. 
But as you progress through to Grand Prix, those losses of attention or losses of balance or losses of throughness are going to result in the horse not being able to perform the movements they need to. So it might be that the PF becomes unrhythmical or they can't take the weight enough behind for the passage or whatever it is. It requires a greater degree of those scales of training, that rhythm, suppleness, contact, impulsion, straightness, collection. So really as riders, we are going to be constantly working on our horse's throughness because ultimately a horse that is through is a horse that has all those scales of training that I always speak about. You've got a horse that's in a balanced rhythm. You've got a horse that is supple over their back, but also supple evenly left and right. You've got a horse that is pushing into the contact, but is in self-carriage. You've got a horse that is pushing from the hind end and has a desire to go forward with impulsion. You've got a horse that is straight and you've got a horse that is able to carry that weight behind in collection. And without all of these things, you cannot have a through horse. So when you think about throughness, almost think about it being at like the top of the pyramid of what you're aiming for with your horse. And the way and those stepping stones to get there are your scales of training. So I really hope that this episode has helped you to understand what throughness is, how you achieve it and what you need to be able to achieve it. If you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to get in contact with us. You can either find us on social media or you can email us um, via our website too. Don't forget to take a screenshot and let us know what you think too. I would love to know what you thought about this episode and I really hope that it helped to decomplicate the idea of throughness. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I will see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 